Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's uh, one of the MCSEs that works at Tab Computer Systems and uh, comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and we will do our best. I know it's a gorgeous Saturday. We haven't had a lot of these lately. Um, but if you got computer issues, the one thing about computer issues, they don't care what type of weather you're having. <laughs> Feel free to get online, and we'll do our best to help you out. So, Bob, you had some interesting stuff. We had talked about uh, automation uh, as far as driverless car or hands-free driving systems, and you have a report there that just came out. Well, you remember last week you were talking about how your uh – my Honda minivan. Your Honda minivan. Same technology Tesla Autopilot has. or Thank, yeah. whatever it's called. Uh, Super cruise control. So it goes <laughs> along, and you're following some guy, and he peels off on a left exit. Right. And then okay. It, and then it, braked, it was breaking hard on me. And it was breaking on you. Okay. Yeah. So I have this one. This is from uh, CNET, it's, uh, and they link to the roadshow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it says, here's why people still crash with driver assistance systems. Yes. Okay? Why, why is it, Bob? What do they say? It says that no matter what any manufacturer may tell you, self-driving cars are not yet a thing. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. Tesla's autopilot isn't infallible, nor is your ProPilot Assist or your Mercedes Distronic or Cadillac Super Cruise. Mm -hmm. These systems are designed to assist drivers, not replace them. Right. But people are still tuning out on their commute, letting right. technology take the wheel. And then uh, one of the most common kinds of advanced driver assistance system failures that result in collisions, collisions. Yeah. easy for you to say, mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes fatal ones, involves the system being locked on a car in front of it. Yep. Having that car change lanes quickly yep. and there being a stopped vehicle ahead. Mm-hmm. Usually, in these cases, the systems are programmed to ignore stationary objects. Yeah. But if the system recognizes the stopped car in front of it, it may be too late to stop. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. So, you know, we were reading about that one car. Yeah. The car pulled out, and it actually sped up and hit, ran into the, uh, the bridge barrier. or bomber, barrier or whatever. Yeah, so, that was a Tesla recently. Yeah, here's a, uh, another uh, article that shows why... 
I will not be in an autonomous car. Exactly. It well, goes this, on. There's these a driver, video. These are driver-assisted, so we'll put the link up here for you. But all these systems, including Tesla's now, is supposed to be warning you every 30 seconds, put your hands on the wheel, put your hands on the wheel, put your hands on the wheel. My, my silly minivan does that. You know, Put your hands on the wheel. They want to make sure you're watching. Now, I, the more you think about these systems, I don't want even to be near a Tesla or a 2018 minivan that I've got, with, knowing that people are not putting their hands on the wheel. It's going to add to more crashes until this technology is not improved. So be careful, guys. Do not sit there and fall asleep behind the wheel of your automated car. It's not automated. <laughs> it's uh, well, they technically there are no automated cars yet, right. but people are too trusting in the technology. Yeah, because they see it goes along. It's like a generic thing. Yeah, but it's it's so generic that it can't fine tune. It doesn't have artificial intelligence. It's not right. there, right. and it's not going to be there for years. I don't think it'll be there. Well, it might be there in my lifetime, but. Mm. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to be doing it on your own there. I won't be getting into one of those cars without the steering wheels. No. I want to bring up an article. NBC 30 had a story. Uh, this was back in uh, just a couple weeks ago. Uh, an inspector for the state of Connecticut had to resign his position after an internal investigation by the Department of Administrative Services found that he was spending a lot of time on the state-issued laptop surfing porn, playing video games, goofing off. While he was uh, at work, and um, they found that he had accessed over 250 websites that had nothing to do with his position. Uh, he had to give back some money as far as uh, his hours worked, which is kind of a rare thing in the states uh, <laughs> how they operate. But they actually clawed back a couple of bucks, a couple grand in uh, his time. But the point that I want to bring up is this is utterly preventable. Utterly preventable. Um, as far as uh, cybersecurity goes, the state could have easily implemented tools that would have prohibited and do prohibit users from going to sites like porn or gambling or video games on state-issued devices. They can. This technology, we offer it to our business clients, whether it's manufacturing, accounting, financial, dental, you name it. Most of our 6,000 systems that we support have this type of security technology implemented so that our clients know that their employees are not surfing porn, getting themselves in trouble, bringing in malware into the system. On the company dime. On the company dime. They found a lot of viruses and malware on this guy's computer, obviously, because he was going places he shouldn't have gone, because the state doesn't seem to have any kind of malware defenses or web defenses implemented on their computers. It's Utterly preventable, cheap. In our case, our clients pay about four bucks a seat to, to keep their people off the internet in this in this type of way. They can of course go and surf legitimate sites, but our patrol dog service prevents them from going on to inappropriate sites that deliver malware and viruses to the system. So why the state of Connecticut doesn't have this implemented, I have no idea. Um, but the, the Channel 30 talks about it and shows uh, has a great story about covering what, what this guy had done and uh, where he had gone. They don't really talk about, again, the solution. And the solution is a proper web filter controlled so that the employee can't circumvent it. Simple as that. And it's not expensive. This technology has been around for a long time. And it's it's utterly preventable. <laughs> it could have easily been prevented. And the fact that this the story doesn't really talk about that, it, you know, it's a little bit of a short sight short, uh, as far as the uh, the story itself. But uh, utterly preventable, very inexpensive. And uh, why our state of Connecticut 
know, if it's got the cybersecurity it's all thinking about, it doesn't have this type of stuff implemented, is beyond me. Uh, but I'll put the link up here for you, take a look at it. And uh, think about, again, if your folks are, are allowed to surf wherever they want to go on the Internet, who knows where they're going and what they're bringing in to your company's business systems. Um, it's very important to keep them off those sites that can bring in malware, bring in spyware, bring in any kind of keyloggers or Trojan that might uh, compromise important data. You know, we have manufacturers that deal with NIST 800-171, and they have all sorts of requirements to keep that data protected and secure. If your folks can surf wherever they want to surf, you're opening yourself up to the potential of having keyloggers and, and inviting in the bad guys because your, your policies for the Internet are too lax. So we'll put this link up here for you. You can read the story from NBC30. What else you got there, Bob? Anything else? Oh, yeah. Last week we were talking about the electric scooters in San Francisco. Electric scooters in Denver? Yeah. What were they talking about? Uh, well, you know, these companies are like renting them out and they're yeah. like self-charging. So, you know, you go where you want to go and they yeah. charge you a dollar plus uh, uh, 15 cents a mile or something like that. All right. So um, a dollar an hour they or were, something like Yeah. That? Well, okay. they suddenly showed up. Okay. So then... Um, uh, they were crowded, they were everywhere, and people were taking these scooters and going all over the place. Mm -hmm. And it was working out really good. Yep. Okay. But people were complaining because, you know, the people that are kind of irresponsible, bumping into other people, that oh. sort of thing. And then yeah. they, there's pictures here. They were leaving them all over the place. Oh, yeah. There's scooters strewn about that sidewalk everywhere. And there were a bunch of companies in there putting these scooters in there. And, you know, I guess they were making pretty good money. Mm -hmm. So then the city of San Francisco decided that they were going to regulate it. And they were only going to give out five permits. Okay. Okay. But in order to get a permit, you had to take all your scooters out. And then submit your plans and what have you. They're going to select five people. Okay? Gotcha. Yeah. So they all pulled them out. So there's another picture in here that shows what it looks like with them gone. <laughs> yep, just a barren wasteland. No scooters. So, uh, but they're going to come back on July 1st after the permits are issued. <laughs> so too many free scooters in San Francisco where you can rent them through an app, I assume? Well, yeah. Yeah. And, and it. Yeah, apparently it works out pretty good. Yeah. So the uh, companies are, are involved are ones that you've, you've heard of. So I want to get the right ones. Uh, uh, I think Lyft is one of them. Hold oh, on. okay. Where so Lyft, Uber-type companies. Yeah. So basically it's kind of like a cross between a bicycle, if you will, yeah. and, you know, like a rented Motorcycle car. Or something. You know, maybe you want to go a couple of blocks and you don't really want to go, you know, a couple of miles. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That wouldn't be worth a car trip, so to speak. Right, and the exercise, obviously, San Francisco is not that healthy anymore, so they want you to just stand on the scooter. Well, maybe you just want to go up one of those big hills <laughs> <laughs> instead of walking up it. The health, the health lobby is going to go after and say, hey, you got a lot of chunky people in San Francisco again because they're riding the scooters. <laughs> well, you know, not that they're spending any uh, all that tech, technology workers are spending that much time behind the keyboard. You right, know? <laughs> I know. Oh, we'll see. That sounds interesting. So too many scooters, they're going to regulate it, and now you're going to get down to just five vendors. They're going to get down to five vendors. So, gotcha. All right, cool. Yeah, it's uh, kind of interesting. Yeah. We're going to put these links up here for you as far as the news goes, and if you guys want to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Uh, we'll do our best to help you out with computer problems, questions, and concerns. Oh, yeah, by the way, net neutrality has gone, finally. Um, it, it's, it, it started back in 2015. I mean, we, we had no net neutrality up until 2015, and they put the uh, regulation in, and uh, 
made sure that all the packets on the internet were treated the exact same way, no throttling, no charging for faster speeds, and nothing really changed. And now net neutrality is gone, and I'll contend nothing will really change um, with it being gone. What we really need to deal with is utility pole neutrality. I do not understand why we can sit, we sit back and say, you know what, no other other uh, provider should be able to access that utility pole without a just a prohibitively high cost to get access to it. And we're actually holding ourselves back. And once we get more competition on there, let them charge whatever they want to charge for Internet. Yeah, but you've got to understand, Eric. They'll this compete. Is, this is America. We can't have competition. I know. Here. I know. I'm sorry. Well, this is Connecticut. Excuse me. Other <laughs> places in America can have competition. Yeah. Just not us. Pura. I mean, Pura is the, the guys here in Connecticut that actually now won't even let our municipalities add lines uh, to the polls uh, for free, as was deemed back in the 1900s when the Telegraph came out. They were talking about, hey, you know, we might want to use these polls for something else. We're going to make sure there's an area for municipalities to put some lines up there and do whatever they're going to do. Who knows? The technology could improve. Uh, Clearly it did. But they still now in this day and age are blocking our municipalities from doing any kind of um, municipal broadband. Why would we want to allow technology to serve the public? I don't know. And I'm not so hot on having government agencies do anything because, I mean, but they should at least have the opportunity to if the the town wants to do a public-private partnership of some kind. um, You know, we have plenty of uh, municipal uh, municipal electricity down in Wallingford is cheapest in the state. You've got plenty of municipal water companies. Why can't we have municipal broadband? Well, because Pura says you can't have access to the polls for free even though it was deemed something that you could do by the legislature way back when. I mean, a forward-thinking legislator. Legislature. Who would have thought of that? Let's go to Jim in Summers. Jim, what's up? Hey, uh, thank you for taking my call. I listen to you guys every week, and you guys are great. Thanks, Jim. Um, but uh, last week I took your advice about my uh, my router, you know, resetting it and the whole nine yards. Oh, because of the FBI warning? Yeah. yeah. What a complicated uh, endeavor that was. I'm sure it was. Uh, um, well, because I have an extender, too. Yep. And, you know, so my username was coming up when I was trying to reset it going, I get rid of that. Why is that still showing up? And right. then I realized, you know, so I had to reprogram everything. But yep. what I'm really calling about is, uh, you know, I pay Cox to have uh, uh, 50... Uh, gigabytes per second, you know. Megabytes, yeah. And yeah, megabytes. Yeah. And I'm only getting twenty. Uh oh. So, you know, I called Cox up and everything, and I said, "Hey, can you check my my account because I'm only getting twenty out of, instead of 50. Yep. And they they did all. Oh, let me contact your modem, and they did these checks. They go, "Hey, there's something wrong with your modem, mm-hmm. and it's showing uh, either a red or white." Uh, symbol for them. I don't even know what they meant. Okay. Um, but there's something wrong with it. You may want to return it and get another one, they told me. Okay. So after that, I did what you said mm-hmm. uh, about the, the router. Yep. And then all of a sudden, I'm doing a speed check. My speed check goes up to 50. Oh, magic, huh? Yeah. It was, I was like, oh, this is great. I must have had a virus slowing everything down. No, no, no. Every- Everything's good. You didn't have a virus slowing things down. They 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 did something on their end to get you the service you're paying for. Yeah. So uh, so back went up to fifty. Yep. And then the next day I do another check because now I'm curious. Yeah. It goes back down to twenty. Gotcha. You know, so off and on now for the past week, it's been fifty and then twenty, and sometimes it's been ten. Oof. So. T- this morning I checked it before I called you. It was 50 again. Yep. I waited 10 minutes, checked it again, went back down to 20. So you could have a faulty modem. They could be right. Um, 
you just could you could have a some sort of wrong, some sort of inconsistency with a modem. How old's the modem? Uh, about a year and a half. Okay, it's a DOSIS three, DOSIS three modem. It's an Aris uh, Motorola Aris. Yeah, but it it didn't come from them. You bought it on your own. Correct. So I would think it might might be a problem modem. You may want to replace it. Get a current okay. one, unless you think anything yeah, is bothering. Well, I, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to get that one from them because then they'll use my modem as a hotspot for the neighborhood. They'll do that, and they'll rent it to you forever too. Yeah, and I, I don't want to do that. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they're if they're doing something on their end to motivate people to rent the router from them. Oh, I don't know. I, I would hope they wouldn't do that, Jim. Yeah. Uh, I would think you just so, have a faulty modem and go get a different one. And if it does the same thing, however. Just make sure that it's one that's supported by Cox. Exactly. Right. Yeah. right. But if it does the exact same symptom, then it is not the modem. It is them. And it could be a problem with your line. It could be internal wiring. It could be external wiring. It could be a problem with their with their service. Yeah. Uh, and that would mean then you call them back and say, "Hey guys, you got to fix this because I already changed out my modem." So the other question I had is, um, I was I was trying to do a, because when I mow the lawn, I'm out in the backyard. I don't get Wi-Fi out in the backyard, so I was like, "Hey, I'll take one of my antennas off of my router and get an extension for it, like a 30, 40 foot extension." Um, and use that. I'll put it outside, hang it up on a, uh, you know, near the roof or something. So I'll be able to get it. But the research I did says, if you do that, you won't. It won't be as powerful if it was connected to your uh, the router. router the yeah, place. it's not. It's not intended to do that. You, you, because of the length of the wire, you lose the signal strength right, due to right. uh, what's called attenuation. Yeah. So then, then I run across this uh, YouTube thing where you can use two routers. So you connect the output Ethernet cable of one router to the input Ethernet cable of another router and piggyback off the old one, almost like an extender. Don't do that. Uh, don't do that. Don't? No, you don't want two routers in your network if you can avoid it because then you'll end up with two DHCP devices and you'll end up with all sorts of IP conflicts unless you know what you're doing. You just want it what's called a wireless access point, just a access point added to your network where you run an Ethernet cable to your router now. You've probably got a three- or four-port router, correct? Right. Back. You run an Ethernet cable, uh, and then you stick this maybe a, a wireless outdoor access point on your house, and you'll have service that'll go all, all through your yard, I'm sure. All so, right, let me write that down. We, wireless. We, wireless access point. We put a link up actually last week for a similar device by Ubiquity um, that offers great um, outdoor wireless access uh, devices. Okay. Um, so when you do your router, do you... Should you put it on the second floor because the waves go down or on the first floor because the waves go up? It, waves are kind of – they go in a, in a bubble. I see it as a 365-degree Well, it's going to depend on the construction of your house. Yeah. If your like house wood frame. is a wood. wood frame with just drywall, then it should get right. around pretty good. But if you have brick or, or cement. cement or metal, you know, like a facade somewhere or something like that. Yeah. It's going to block the signal. Yeah, to, we recommend first floor if you can get it to your first floor um, and get it out of your basement. But in your case, if you had an access point, run that Ethernet cable. Those access points can be located wherever you want, uh, 350 okay. feet away from the, the router to be specific. Now, is that something that you hardwire or is yes. that used in your Wi-Fi to extend it? Use your hardwire, and that way it'll broadcast a nice, clean signal. You can buy extenders, but check out this uh, Ubiquity uh, access point. i got to go, Jim. Is that oh, all okay, set? thank you. You're welcome, thank sir. You. Yep. Bye-bye. So that's the way to extend your Wi-Fi. We're going to be here until uh, 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We'll be right back.
we're back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here until 11 o'clock, taking your computer calls, comments, questions, and concerns. And yes, net neutrality is over. Have you noticed anything different about your internet? No. I know you haven't. <laughs> it's the same thing. Uh, this is, everything's working mediocrely, right? You're not getting good speed because there's nobody to compete with the, the well, incumbents. Actually, it's <laughs> a problem. Other states are getting gigabit, yeah, gigabit, gigabit speeds, speeds yeah, I know. It, all over the place. It's starting to come up like ah. like it's it's spreading like wildfire. Not Except, here. Not here. Not here in Connecticut. <laughs> and, and they we're may, revolutionary. Yeah, they may <laughs> offer it by one incumbent provider, but. You want competition so that it doesn't cost you an arm and a leg to get it. Let's go to your calls, though. We're going to go to Kevin in Simsbury next. Hey, Kevin, what's up? Hey there. Uh, I was just calling because I uh, I came across my Comcast bill where I have that wonderful bundle so that I have a landline. Okay. Uh, and the oddest thing showing up, it says it's a, uh, I'm getting a one-time charge of $3.25 for domestic calls. So I called on them to find out what it was. On top of your bundle cost? Yes, on top of. Okay. And the the claim is that I'm using I'm making calls from my landline to cell phones. And that's okay. That's weird. So that's a new charge. So it's three bucks extra on top of the bundled piece to have the landline to call now a cell phone. Yeah. Huh. So I only spent about forty five minutes getting handled handled around there yeah. on the. Uh, Comcast, but then they said, "Well, we'll reverse it this time." And I said to myself, "This time, that's a new charge. I don't think I've ever heard of it." And I thought, "Well, maybe I missed it." Have you guys ever heard of this? No, never heard of that. That doesn't make any sense, actually, because uh, you would think the cost would be going down, especially with voice over IP technology. Right. Um, I just alert your listeners: they sneak it in as a one-time charge every time. <laughs> yeah, one-time <laughs> charge every month. <laughs> The new billing format, at least I was able to find it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, that's great. Uh, I, I would tell you to consider, you know, you could always ditch the landline through them. You could look at UMA. With UMA, yeah. it's it's free. Your, your calling would be free to anybody you want to call. And uh, yeah. all you're going to pay is the uh, War of 1812 charge that they put on there from the Fed. Uh, you'll pay your federal communications charges and stuff like that. Um, that's it. So my yeah. my landline cost me, I think, four bucks a month total. I, I would yeah. get rid of that too because we've got five cell phones in the house. But my wife insists that we have to have our old fashioned phone number. We don't even answer that phone. <laughs> we just let I'm, all this. I'm just about there. I Say, said we're just about there too. You're just about there too. Yeah. Solicitation is all you get on the landline. Exactly. I mean, our cell phones are pretty getting pretty bad too. But uh, that's all we get on this on the landline these days. So, but yeah. Uh, it's up to you, Kevin. You know, I, I, I've never heard of that charge. I'm sure other folks have come across it now too. But that doesn't make any sense why they charge you extra to make calls to cell phones. And how do you know there's a cell phone anymore? I mean, <laughs> you know, you'd have to be thinking, "Oh, this person has a cell phone. I'm calling." Hey, that's crazy. Yeah, you wouldn't even know. So, how would you know that, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I would say, have your listeners uh, alert. That's all. <laughs> and check their bill. <laughs> all right. Thanks, all right, Kevin. All right. Great show. Thank you. All right, bye bye. Thanks for that. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're all going to charge. These charges continue to go up and up and up. And again, the alternatives there's not enough of them. Um, we got four lines open on this gorgeous Saturday morning. I don't blame you if you if you want to be outside, but it's a good time to call. Uh, right now, the lines are wide open. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. As we wait to your for your calls, uh, there's a couple stories out here. Cryptocurrency mining malware is striking the Fire TV sticks. 
So if you have an Amazon Fire TV stick and you're wondering why you're getting buffering, you're having issues with its performance, uh, a hacker has reportedly unleashed Android malware, because that's what is running on the Fire Stick, that is warming its way across thousands of vulnerable streaming devices in an attempt to mine fake money, virtual currency, called Monero. <laughs> Don't go try to buy a burger Monero? with it. Monero. It's another... It's like a variation of dinero. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The malware, called ADB Miner, has been spreading thanks to a powerful develop, uh, developer feature found in the Android operating system that needs to be turned off. So the folks at Amazon are selling you these sticks, right? And they're coming default with the developer uh, configuration in, in debug bridge mode so that you can do testing on it. It's designed, it's great for developers before you give it to your customer, but you're supposed to turn it off before you give it to the customer. And in this case, Amazon forgot to do that. And this malware is taking advantage of that fact. And uh, they're mining fake money. (laughs) Nothing like having the bad guy use your hardware, which is happening more and more these days. Uh, The cloud is really uh, finding itself being used a lot of that when you speed up the spin up those free servers, uh, they're using the cloud to to do crypto mining like crazy using CPU cycles to mine fake money. Um, and uh, this is now happening on your Amazon Fire Stick and other Amazon style um, sticks as well. Uh, so uh, I'll put a link up here for you. Go ahead. But you don't mind paying for the cost of other people to use your equipment without your knowledge for free. Do you? Does I don't that, that really bother you? It doesn't bother me. <laughs> now, the other piece of this that you really should be aware of, um, this is the, this is actually one of the most, most important uh, pieces because it's it happens to do with folks who are using Kodi. You guys have heard of Kodi. If you're a college kid and you're trying to watch free content, Kodi is a almost like the Napster of video. And you can buy Fire Sticks that have been modified with Kodi. And because, of course, you're trying to get something for free, the bad guy is using the fact that you're that guy trying to steal video content to utilize this issue through the the Kodi configuration. Um, So this is where crime doesn't pay, guys. You're getting your content for free. You're stealing from the um, studio producers. You're stealing from the content providers to watch your video through your stick for free. But you're not. You're dealing with the dark web. And the bad guys are also knowing that you're dealing with the dark web. They're going to try to hit you as the tool here in this case to mine cryptocurrency fake money. It's just no, a perfect circle of... No um, honor amongst thieves. None. None whatsoever. <laughs> you know, if you're going to be a thief, then somebody's going to come steal from you. Exactly. <laughs> What what I really want to bring up with this is it gets back to security again. Um, if you're using any technology to steal content or use access to, f- to 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 this type of content that you're not paying for, you're making your system more vulnerable, right? So if you have college kids coming back from college, they've been sitting, they've been back now for maybe a month. A lot of these kids use this technology to get access to all this free content, and they're doing it now on your network at home. Hey, hey, isn't that great? Um, if you don't put a web filter in place to block this from occurring, you're going to find your network is more vulnerable. Uh, simple as that. They're using the dark web. So the more you use the dark web, the more you open yourself up to these types of potential issues. Plus, if uh, the content providers can track you down, 
they're going to charge you for it. Well, they should. It's going to cost you a lot of money. I have no problem with that because Napster, those folks that were using Napster were starting to get hit from the, um, what is it, the RIAA or something like that. They were getting these cease and desist. They were getting these these lawsuits because, you know, the kids were downloading thousands of songs and then making them available through Napster uh, for free. Same kind of kind of thing going on with Cody, and uh, I would warn you, it's it's not free, guys. It's free because uh, you're using the dark web to get there. So, feel free to get online. We'll put a link up here for that. Uh, you're, if you've got one of those Cody uh, enabled Amazon Fire Sticks, you're definitely more vulnerable uh, to this cryptocurrency mining software. We'll put a link up there for you. Feel free to get online. Four lines wide open. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We are live. Last week, we had a call from Texas listening on the stream. Uh, so if you guys are out of state and you have you know, horrible weather, <laughs> give us a ring. Here in Connecticut, we finally got a good day. So everyone's outside. But feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Quick, thing, quick little personal story. Um, uh, I've got a little dog, and he got involved with some Advil. All right? which is not good for little dogs. This is probably a story for the uh, pet talk show, but I find it, I found it kind of interesting. Um, so, uh, and, and maybe you guys have experienced this too. Uh, it's just odd that in this day and age, what I'm about to explain to you happens and it doesn't make any sense. So he got involved with a little bit of Advil. And uh, so what do we do? We call our vet. And the vet says, well, you should call the hospital. And we call, no, he says we should call pet poison control. So we call pet poison control, and then they tell us to call the vet. And we call the vet back again, and the vet says to call the hospital. And the hospital needs us to give them a code number for pet poison control so they can then prescribe a treatment. Now, I could find the treatment on my cell phone in about five minutes, and I'm not a vet. <laughs> but I had to pay pet poison control $65 to give the hospital the code so that they knew how to deal with Advil ingestion by a dog. That doesn't make sense to me in this day and age. You would think... I'm sure my little guy wasn't the first little guy to get involved with Advil in the canine community. They pretty I would think they would have just keyed into their own computer system, Advil ingestion by a 12-pound dog. <laughs> what do we got to do? Nope, they wouldn't do anything until we gave them a code from Pet Poison Control after we forked up 65 bucks. It just doesn't seem didn't it didn't seem to make sense to me. And the fact that it seemed like the process was so haphazard as far as who you call and when you call it and how do you get it, the answer done. And we're you know upset that our dog got involved in Anvil. Um, it, it should have been more routine, is my point, and it should have been right there and available. Um, and you also hear you know, heard in the news recently the nine one one system in in, in uh, I think Waterbury didn't back up their data. They lost all their calls. For the 911 system. Um, so now cases involving in, in a 911 system where folks had to, you know, they have to go look at the actual calls are not available because they overrode them. How, how do you not have a backup system that's going to protect uh, phone calls in, in, in the year 2018? Why is that some sort of new thing? Um, how, how does that happen? I just don't understand if we've been operating so long in these ways. How, how do we? find ourselves with these types of issues occurring and they're like, oh, they blamed an, an upgrade to the software. No, no, it's your it's your backup that's the problem. Yes, the upgrade could have caused the issue, but your backup should have protected you. That's why you have backup. Yeah. So, I mean, these systems have been in place for so long and I just don't understand why we're still having these problems. Um, it, we shouldn't be having them. Um, I have reason if you want to hear it. Well, we have three calls coming in, but what, <laughs> what what's your reason? Short-sighted executives making... Uh, um, decisions 
about technology that they don't understand. That's true. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of folks don't have a lot of uh, IT acumen um, to understand the risks. Um, but I digress. I just want to bring up those two things. Let's go to uh, your calls. You're nice enough to join us on this gorgeous Saturday morning. We're going to go to John in Torrington. Hey, John. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. It is a beautiful day. I'm sitting on the deck watching the trees and the birds fly around. Nice. Say, I got a strange problem. All right. Uh, I'm an older guy. I'm in my late 70s. And, okay. Uh, I'm not a nerd, though. You know, I can get around a computer pretty well. But I've been using a cable vision for 20 years, and, uh, and I, I had their email the whole bit. Yep. About, about a month ago, I couldn't get out of it, you know? I just the circle keeps going round and round and round. Yeah. So I call up their, their tech department. And they had me to clear this, clear that, clear the cache. And they said, try going incognito. I said, what's that mean? So they said, there's a little button in the upper right-hand corner. So I do that. I can get out. But I don't want to go incognito. So, but, but I do it just to read my, my email. Right. But, but I can get, I can use, I'm using a Google Chrome. I can get on it using Edge, but I don't like, I don't like to use Edge, okay? Yeah. So about a week ago, I tried again using my, my cable vision. I check my my bank and all that every day. My financial advisor, I get on that circle goes round. Now I can't get on to my financial advisor, but I can do it with with Edge. Gee, what's going on here? You know, I don't know. I don't understand it. And I've got the mal malware bytes. I got yep. Norton. I've never had a problem. And I, I'm not one of these guys that spends a lot of time fooling around with uh, going to different sites and stuff. I just stick to a few sites. So. Hmm. I don't know. They can't answer it for me. But they can't over at the cable vision folks. Huh? Well, they said. Here's the kicker. They said, you know, we have another a department cost eighteen dollars, eighteen dollars a month, and it's really a, a better tech service. Uh, I said, what? What are you? What am I paying you for? <laughs> they want to charge you to fix their problem. Eighteen yeah, bucks. Yeah, they, they said that you know that other tech service, which would cost me eighteen to twenty bucks a month, is is similar to what Apple would charge. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I'm not paying anything. I hear you. So uh, there could know. be a lot of things going on here, John. You could just simply need an update to your your uh, browser. I assume you've done well, those I, updates. No, I try to find it. How do you how do you update the Google browser? Uh, you can I, just go to the uh, help and about. Yeah. And it'll go ahead and uh, try to update right there. Um, but I go to to Google first and go to Google help and about. Go to Chrome. Bring up Chrome. I and then Chrome. On the far on the far right hand side, you're going to see three little dots. Yeah, right. And then you're going to go to help. When you yeah. click on those three little dots, and then you're going to go to about. Okay. Now there's many more ways of doing getting to that point at that point, but that's the way I do it. Okay, good. Um, I'll do that. Yeah, updating your browser is step number one. Um, you're always going to have different websites act differently for you. You mentioned your financial um, website not working well now anymore, right? No, it's not working well. If I try to use try to get get on it with a cable vision. If I use uh, Chrome, right. if I go to Edge, I can get on right away. Yeah, so some some platforms are more specific to the browser okay, uh, for it. for whatever reason, and uh, yeah. that's normal in some cases. But updating your browser is our first recommendation. Okay. Clear your cache in the Google browser. We we've got links, and we'll put them up there again for you, just to clear okay. your cache to see if there's some sort of issue with that. What do you well, think, I Bob? Found anything? That you did okay. Yeah. Well, I did that about a month ago when they told me to do it, but that didn't work. That's why they. Did they have now, you up? Why would going incognito work? I mean, no I idea. No idea. Incognito is really a misnomer, frankly. Incognito <laughs> is just a way to not allow for your local machine to show a history of where you went. 
That's all it does. And see, if you've cleared your cache and all of that, then um, and you've rebooted your your system, I would say if you're still having that same problem, I would run a malware byte scan just to well, see. Well, I do that every day. All right. So okay, you're, you're so clear. you should be clean. So then it's yeah. just updating your browser is the only last step. Okay. You could always uninstall your browser and reinstall your browser. Okay. The only other thing is uh, your DNS servers might not be whatever, but if you're doing uh, open DNS, you no, should I, be you good. Know, I'm afraid of... I'm not afraid, but I have a router that I get from Cablevision, which they charge me four bucks a month. Yeah, and the number on it is not does not uh, match the the numbers that when I go go to OpenDNS, they have a a list of routers and right. They have the, the uh, same maker, but not the same number. Would I just use those numbers to put in? Correct. You would go to your individual computer's um, network settings. Yeah, and right. you, instead of setting to obtain your DNS settings from your router, you're going to put them in manually. Okay. And you're going to that, put yeah. the ones in that we re- recommend through OpenDNS. And that will better protect you. And that also might solve the issue. Bob's right. Who knows? Um, right. Try that, too. Hey, I really enjoy, you, enjoy your show, you guys. I, you're, you're a funny guy, too. I, you make me <laughs> laugh a lot. That, that's, that's good at my age. As long as you're not crying, that's all I want to know. Uh, I cry when I lose the money, I saw. <laughs> right, John. Uh, I'll catch you later. Hey, have a good day. You, you too. too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, we try to have some fun over here, try to keep it light. Um, Keep going right there, Mike. All right. We're going to go to uh, Mike in Berlin next. Hey, Mike, what's up? Hey, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Hey, good. Uh, here's my situation. I uh, We did an addition on our house. We got about 1,800-square-foot ranch, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's basement to crawl space to a basement with a boatload of insulation. And my router is in the far corner of my home, yep. and I'm just trying to boost the signal to the other side of the house. Um, I didn't have any wire run, and I'm just trying to figure out the best situation between um, a $300 router, those plugins. So whatever you have for advice or a link on the website, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of ways, right? So obviously you could run the wire now, or would that be impossible to do? Run a cat yeah, phone? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that it should have been that seven months ago. So it, okay, <laughs> so now you could, there's other ways you can do this. Now you can get a, a an extender that'll use your um, electricity, your electrical wires to actually extend the system. Um, where you're going to plug a little unit next to the router, and then you're going to plug a Cat five cable into it, and then it's going to broadcast your signal, believe it or not, over your over your uh, internal electrical wiring, and then you put the access point somewhere else the other side of this system uh, in your other location in your home, and it'll broadcast from there. Uh, we can. There's numerous versions of that out there. I can put some links. Uh, you can go, get, go pick them up at Staples or Best Buy. That doesn't require any wiring at all, and it can help. Um, well, that's, that's perfect because I, I just got lost in what to look for and how to look at. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing you can try. Um, it's always best to run a Cat5 wire and have another access point. That's the best way to do this. But these are ways to do that without running wiring. Okay. All right. And so a Cat5 access point, say, up into the other side of the attic. Oh, yeah. And then, and then, and then what would you put there? Another router or? No router. So you're going to run a Cat5 draw. You would run a Cat5 line or Cat5E uh-huh. these days, line from wherever you're going to mount the access point back to your router or where Cat it's in the basement. Six. Or Cat6. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that'd be the perfect, the best way to do it. If you can't do that, you can use the existing electrical wiring, like I talked about, and we'll put a link up to examples of that um, to help you extend, extend your wireless. Awesome. That's all I needed. All right, Mike. Thanks, guys. You got it, sir. Bye-bye. Yeah, it works. It's not too bad. 
to use it over the power. Have you used them before, Bob? Personally? No, I've, I've seen the technology, but when I got my house, the uh, it wasn't the the walls weren't up, so the builder let me go. I ran uh, Cat Five wire throughout the house. <laughs> wire it always works. And I and I ran cable throughout the house, so. No matter what room you're in, there's always at least two places that you can plug into, whether it's cable or uh, or network. Nice. So we'll put a link up here for you, and we've got more calls coming in. We're here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We'll be right back. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 